0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sports Card Madness, the podcast that covers the entire collectible space, including sports cards, business, technology, and more. Now brought to you in partnership with Fanatics Live. I hate to say it, but when you own 90% of a category, that is a monopoly. Now
1: there's a steal by on the
0: Kick is on
1: the way, and it is good!
0: All right. What's up, everyone? This is an emergency podcast, an emergency episode of Sports Card Madness, because some major news dropped. Um, LZ, what is the news? What, what happened? What made us jump no, on the spot? PSA,
1: who we all love. We talk about PSA a lot. Just bought SGC, another Ooh. grading company and a reputable grading company. This wasn't just like a podunk startup grading company. This is a... This is one of the larger ones that yeah. many people respect.
0: Yeah, SGC is great. Um, they're great for vintage cards. They don't do on-card autographs anymore, but um, great company, great slabs, very affordable prices, great turnaround times, um, and good customer service too, from what I hear, and from me personally using them. So, wow, okay. Yeah, um, big big news. It, I don't think anybody was expecting it. No
1: kidding. <laughs> other than we had we had nat turner on recently he should have he should have dropped
0: that bomb on our show but yeah no kidding i'm sure it was <laughs> in the works then but we know how that goes. yeah it was yep mm-hmm. all right man i you know i got a few things to say about this i um you know i've obviously i've been to business school so i have an interesting perspective on this but i don't think you have to to kind of understand what's going on here so um PSA already has 80 plus percent of the grading market. I believe SGC was like seven to 8%. So now PSA Mm -hmm. collectively with SGC is looking at 90% of a share of a business category. And, you know, I love Nat. He was on our pod. Um, you should check out that episode. And I use PSA all the time. I hate to say it, but when you own 90% of a category, that is a monopoly. Um, For better or worse, and LZ, you and I were texting this morning, and I was like, at what point, at what threshold does the government care? Because this actually is definitely a monopoly with antitrust ramifications, but I don't think it won't even make the back page of the Wall Street Journal, because it's like the weird collector's territory. And it makes me wonder, like, what is their threshold to care? Because in a monopoly... In a standard monopoly, you have poor customer satisfaction, Mm -hmm. you have less choice, you have less quality, and you have higher prices. Those are all horrible things. (laughs) It could be soda, it could be diamond rings, it could be anything, and those are horrible things. And I'm a little bit worried about what this is gonna do to the hobby. I imagine Beckett, Beckett's kinda like the lone ranger. It's it's crazy, I mean, there's CGC does different stuff too. CGC, right. But wow, I don't know, man, sorry. Rant over. What do you think, man?
1: Uh, yeah, the monopoly thing. First thing that came to my mind. Um, yeah, I just think I think about all the companies that have been stopped. Like I have a very good friend who who works for Staples Corporate, and Amazon came along and started swallowing up market share for Staples. So Staples went and they tried to buy some of their competitors. I think it was like Office Depot and Office Max. And the government stepped in and said, you can't do that. That's a monopoly. And it's like, so this happens all the time. To your point around this being on the Wall Street Journal, Nick, to the question you're asking, I don't think they'll step in. They're only going to step in if if it is uh, prudent for them to step in.
0: Yeah. And ha-
1: does the government really care about the trading card market. I don't know. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do. Now if if um you know the one person who could maybe make them care is if Michael Rubin decided to uh to to talk to his uh influencers in the in the uh government space if he wants to dive into this. So I, I was even thinking about that piece of it too, Nick. I mean I guess moving off of the monopoly piece it is. It 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 is in my opinion it's a. It is a monopoly.
0: Um, Yeah, like, I mean, the government obviously cares about consumers uh, to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but only in so much that uh, their image isn't tarnished. As like, this isn't going to be jumping on the headlines tonight. It is for us in in the hobby, but it just isn't. It's just not important to like ninety nine point nine percent of Americans. Therefore, it's not important to our government. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michael Rubin could change it. It's all, it's all game, right? Like I'm not going to get into politics, but it's, um, it's interesting. I I mean, I guess like, I'm kind of wondering, you know, is this like a Ben and Jerry's Edie's where you never even notice you're eating a cherry Garcia and nothing's Mm. changed for 20 years. Or is this going to be like, bye-bye SGC slabs? Are they, you, you, you were texting me a great question about, um what happens on the cross now like if yeah, you have a six yeah. in the sgc is that like a six in the psa they're the same that's party. the theory that's a theory everybody everybody
1: jump on ebay right now <laughs> scoop up the sgc cards uh yeah i don't know i mean if it's true or not but right like you have an sgc like vintage let's call it seven card and you know that if you were to cross that over to a psa you're probably going to get a five do things change now If you send in that SGC-7, is it going to come back a PSA-7? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is an opportunity for everybody. I doubt that it will be, but
0: maybe it is. It's probably something to keep track of. I just, yeah. I I mean, I can't get it. I can't get it out of my head that this one company has an outlet in an auction house. They have the means of production for that outlet in a grading facility. And... Mm -hmm multiple grading companies now so they're like creating the product they have the outlet for the product it's like ah man it's it's just perfect vertical integration it's exactly what i would do if i was nat turner and could get away with it it's it's wild i mean after speaking with him nick after speaking with him this doesn't shock either of us when we interviewed him It, it doesn't this is perfect yeah it's perfect for him i agree yeah. I mean I get I guess there are all right some some good things cuz I've been very negative so far. I think I think there could be some kind of cool unified set registry, you know. Um mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you bring the pop of SGC cards in and that could be kind of cool. Now you're getting like a more clearer picture of cards that have been slabbed at two companies because let's just face it, I mean PSA set registry is like the standard, right? Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's kind of interesting. Um I mean, I I don't guess. think you're, I don't think you're being negative. Like, I know you just yeah. apologize for being negative. Like,
1: I don't think we're really being negative. We're just being, I don't know, we're, we're analyzing the situation. Uh, I, I think there will definitely be some benefits in the hobby by this happening, Uh, but it's just something that we need to, because you still have Beckett and you still have CGC. you you have, you have, um, tag. Yeah. Some others. Yeah. You've tagged there's, there's some other up and comers coming too. So, um, you know, that that's something to think about. I I do think one of the benefits of this is the question I, I mentioned it for a second is what is what is Michael Rubin gonna do? Mm. And I think I mean he's already been innovating like crazy lately, but could this push him to innovate in a different category? Could this push him to either purchase a very reputable old school company like Beckett it's been around for a while night, good brand, good name, or does it push them in a different direction and look at some of these up and comers that are maybe starting to use a little bit of AI and what does that do? So I think it's in that respect, kind of this PSA fanatics it's it, it could create some competition, kind of a buckle up and wait and see here.
0: We hope you guys are enjoying this episode. LZ and I have a big ask for everyone. If you are enjoying the show every week please take a few seconds to go on spotify or apple podcasts and follow us if you can leave a five-star review that would be really amazing and help keep the pod coming every friday and tuesday thanks everyone now back to the show right i think well first of all michael rubin's going to do whatever he wants to do um i think (laughs) the the big question for me is market caps i think beckett's probably a 50 million dollar market cap something like that in terms of Mm -hmm. revenue I wonder what collectors is I, I wonder if that's even something you can figure out um i guess you probably could by estimating cards and, and grading fees and things like that but um i'm trying to figure out who the biggest gorilla in the room is um it's not beckett it's probably michael no. rubin um he's yeah. certainly worth more than the market cap of both these companies and multiples and multiples of that mm-hmm. um so it would be fascinating if you know, I wonder if he wants to get into this business. I wonder how profitable it is. You know, is PSA's profit margin 90% or is it 10%? Um, if it's 90, you know, he he puts together a SWOT analysis and he's like, we're going in baby. Like we're going to redo Beckett and have a price guide. And, ah, man, I I don't know. I think it's like anything could happen. It's, um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of wild. It's, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Nick and I talk a lot about how we definitely use PSA a lot. Um, but, I do have some SGC and they're, they're nice looking, right? So the other thing I was texting you this morning about was, are they going to get rid of the black border? Cause in some cards, it looks really nice with that black border. Um, They're easy to crack too. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get my PSA
0: cards in SGC cases just so I can crack them?
1: Yes. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people like them, and a lot of people actually like them for vintage. I think they're they're a bit more popular when it comes to vintage cards, and I don't know if that maybe is because they're a little bit easier graders. So if you have a vintage card that's beat up, you send it in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's going to be interesting. Like people may have lost that option when it comes to vintage cards, especially if, if PSA forces them to get stricter
0: yeah i don't like the the uh, i can just see what the price ramifications are going i mean basically it's thank you sir may i have another like with PSA, mm-hmm. just pay whatever they tell us to pay you can game it with like the collector's club and stuff stc is quite affordable they've had very good deals around shows and holiday specials and stuff i hope that they keep that i imagine they will for an mm-hmm. image for image purposes Although after a couple of years, they might not. Um, so that will be interesting. Yeah. When you mentioned the low prices, Nick, it does.
1: And maybe eventually we will find this out, but why did they sell? Right. Did they sell because yeah. um, maybe they had some financial troubles? It, it, I, I don't know. And I'm just totally guessing. Right. But companies usually sell for a reason. Right. Um, So. I I don't know what it is, but it would be great if we can somehow investigate and find out just the backstory on on
0: why it happened. Yeah. And what's the end game for collectors, right? So they've got an auction house. I'm just thinking with my business hat on, right? They've Mm -hmm. got an auction house. They've Mm -hmm. got grading companies. Uh, They've they've got a, a few other tertiary things. And are they trying to be an acquisition target for eBay or, you know, an even bigger company like... You know, it could be it could be a fanatics thing, too. Could be. I wonder um, what mm-hmm. they're doing here. When I see this much activity and this much acquisition in a particular space, usually there's another hammer to drop. Uh, you just mm-hmm. might not realize it. It might take a couple of years. It just feels like a space ripe for um, for fun. Uh, so, I mean, good on all of them. Good for Ken Golden for getting acquired. Good on Nat for, um, you know, acquiring the company and... It's cool to see all these things happen. I just want to make sure that we as collectors are not getting boned, you know? I mean, I guess there's yeah. nothing I can do about it, right? Other than all of us saying, oh, we're not going to grade anymore. But um, well, we will. Yeah, we will. Of course <laughs> we will. Of course we will. smack us across the head and we'll be like, sure, yeah, you know, I'll still grade. Of course. All good. Of course we will. But I, I, and think I don't think... Just, yeah,
1: go ahead. I don't think you'll see changes in pricing in the short term. But I think, um, you know, if we come back to this pod maybe a year from now, um. Yeah, that that's when I think you'll you'll see some of those changes. Usually, that usually a company is not going to acquire somebody and and all of a sudden up the, up the pricing right away. So
0: something's uh, going to happen with Beckett in the next twelve months. Yep, something something big something in this space, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. This and is the first is, shoe to drop. That's one of the
1: um, we did a bold predictions episode. That's one of the projections predictions that we had was something around Beckett. I mean, it wasn't exactly this. It was more, we, it was, it, it was some projections are around what we thought Beckett would, would do this coming year and years out. So yeah, this is, this is definitely going to impact them. Something's going to yeah. happen. Everybody keep an eye on Beckett.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool space, yep. cool things happening. Um, But like I said, monopolies are never, they're only good. <laughs> for the owners of the Monopoly. They are not good for anyone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I think it's, it, it's going to be an interesting journey.
1: Yeah. It will be good. It will be interesting to see if all the, many of the other players in this space actually decide to team up and combined too.
0: Um, yeah, that could yeah. be, that could maybe be get like yeah. an upper deck Beckett thing or like, who mm-hmm. knows, man, like, anything could happen. Anything. Could and
1: happen. this is where just speaking to, um, innovators and and tech companies in this space this is this is where there there's an opportunity now there is an opportunity now obviously you got to go up against goliath but there is an opportunity because if they make some serious changes and it it disappoints the customer base that is an opportunity yeah go after that customer base that is disappointed how can you leapfrog um if if you've ever had the opportunity to travel to um, other countries, uh, especially, um, for instance, let's let's use India as the example. Uh, India actually is very innovative when it comes to technology uh, because they realized that they couldn't compete necessarily with the financial markets that the United States had and with the dollar and even just printing dollar bills, like that infrastructure is very expensive. So they decided to leapfrog the United States infrastructure and India was like one of the first countries to adopt, um, electronic payments. Like the fact that we use Apple pay and you know, we're all used to Google and Apple pay right now. Like that's because they leapfrogged because they knew that they couldn't meet that, that, um, that infrastructure. So they innovated and they, and they leapfrogged it. And now we're all using electronic payments. So to tech companies out there, you know, take a look at what just happened and how can you leapfrog what's going on in the market right now?
0: Right. Think about the um, the monopoly or duopoly in the 80s. You have Coke and Pepsi, right? You have a lot of disappointed customers that don't even know what they're missing. And what ends up happening? Most monopolies do crumble. It's like Rome. That eventually they, you know, something happens. Now you get Snapple. And people want some juice, you know, and then they have tea, and then it's too much sugar, so they have water, and then yeah, let's bottle wanna... water. Yeah. Then we <laughs> have coconut water, and now, yep. I mean, you go to Seven Eleven. There's probably two hundred skews of something liquid in there mm-hmm. for you. So yep. I think um, I do think that this sparks something that we don't see yet or some innovation by tag or you know maybe like tag says hey let's go after autographs you know or something like that that'd be wild that would be very disruptive um i do feel like that's coming that's like a spidey sense of mine. i think there's another grading company there's only i mean it's jsa maybe jsa starts slabbing you know who knows it's crazy maybe yeah why not yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see we'll see may you live in interesting
1: times grab grab your popcorn nick it is definitely madness What's yes. going
0: on today? <laughs> absolute madness, my friend. Yeah,
1: absolute madness. Yep. Cool. All okay. right.
0: We haven't done an emergency pod in a while, so, um, but this was definitely worthy. It was. All, All, right. Cool. All right. All right. Everyone. Thanks, everyone. All right, everyone. That was another episode of Sports Card Madness. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them. And uh, we'll keep them coming. Thanks, everyone.